Welcome to this episode of the Million Dollar Mastermind. I'm Larry Wydell, and before we get started, if you want to know exactly how to win again and again, go to WydellOnWinning.com forward slash webinar now to watch something I've put together for you. Now let's get going into this episode of Million Dollar Mastermind. Uh, we're going to be talking now with a great friend of mine, Kalpesh Patel. Hello, Kalpesh. Hi, Larry. And uh, getting people to understand who you are and, uh, you know, you don't fit into a neat little box, but I will tell, tell people that Kalpesh has a uh, wide uh, background of experiences in many areas and many countries. I mean, you know, he's got a family comes out of India. He grew up in London. His family moved over to Gainesville. And uh, uh, from that, you know, re restarting, doing different businesses. They've been in the restaurant business. They've been in this business, that business. And uh, you have, you learn a lot of things and uh, especially if you do it well. And then Calpash is responsible for one of the major uh, therapist uh, programs that he came up with that helped me come back to life after my injury. I, don't, I think I was up around the 300 pound uh, yes. level when I, and I was about to die and I had done good to be able to drive the four hours up to uh, Gainesville without uh, collapsing. And so uh, I made that, it was so valuable. I made it part of my regular routine for years. And so uh, Kalpash and I had many, many conversations about life and success, yeah. winning and overcoming. And uh, I thought I'd share some of those things with you. And we'll find more out about Kalpash's background, but the great thing is he's just starting. Uh, this is the first year, I believe, of starting his own practice, cutting the ties with all the other organizations yes. and affiliations so he could get out and kind of blossom yes. and do the things that you do when uh, you get out on your own to take your intellectual, uh, uh, your knowledge, your, your information, your value and kind of follow your own instincts to get that out there in the marketplace with teaching with courses and everything yes and so uh he is, you know he's got certifications and training and teaching he, he's, he's a trainer of uh uh he's an advanced practitioner and a trainer in orthobionomy and those of y'all who probably most of you are not familiar with it will give you an idea of this is uh some pretty esoteric areas, but just because, and that leads me in, Calpash, to what I said we were going to start with, that yeah. leads me into uh, our opening thought, which uh, just because you can't see these things or just because uh, you don't know where they are doesn't mean that they don't matter and there are things going on beneath the surface that have an amazing impact on your life and can't be fixed with a yeah. pill or surgery. Right. And so anyway, that's the uh, world that Calpash operates in. And he is uh, 
there's no way of measuring this, but he has insights that into how the body works and uh, how to restore order with your organs and, and get things working. Uh, if you did not know, you would say it's magic, but he's got, uh, you know, like all things, you get involved in it because you have your own problems and he forced himself to study it. And he found out they developed unique insights. And so he's able to fix, we, we'll talk about that. He's able to unravel mysteries that uh, nobody else seemed to be able to fix with the body and uh, at not excluding professional athletes and uh, medical professionals and uh, that have sure, go sure, in there sure. and they can prescribe it. They can write their own prescription for any kind of uh, pill, but uh, uh they know that's not going to solve the problem. And so they wind up talking to Calpash. So uh, <laughs> we are ready to go and we're going to open with this. Uh, uh, Calpash and I were talking one day and he said, I just get uh, frustrated uh, uh, hearing uh, people where the light bulbs start to go on in their mind with therapy and starting at results and they'll like with great wonder and amazement they'll say it's almost like you know these things are connected you know <laughs> yes. and, and you you know your mind your body your flow you know yes. your weight yes. your diet, you know your chemical thing and uh uh how your organs function and your body makeup and your structure it's it's kind of like almost like they're connected, you know, the way <laughs> I think I said something. I, I, you know, one of my one of my personal faults is that I can be quite facetious. And I yeah. think I said something like, it's almost like the root and the leaf are somehow connected magically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the root and the leaf or the leaf and the tree. Uh, <laughs> ah. yeah. How does that work? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. Uh, when we have complex you know more than uh just about anybody else that uh, is in the therapy universe Calpash understands the complexity and the fact that there is a structure there is an organization and every piece of it matters and when they uh uh, things shut down it there's a backlog of things that go uh, cascade origami type effect of things exactly and i think i think the thing is that often there there there's sort of two camps there are people that are willing to look at how complex things really are but those people tend to stay in research because it takes all their brain power just to do the, all the complicated math and then there are people that want to do interventions and they kind of like they can't keep looking at the big picture because it can just get overwhelming. So they're really looking for formulas, things that are going to be a wide net. And then, you know, if you're just using formulas in a wide net all the time, you're going to lose sight of the big picture after a while. It's just the nature of the beast, right? And, and so one of the things that I, I realized was sending sort of people would end up getting funneled to me one way or the other because they needed somebody to kind of still step back and look at the, the larger picture and be willing to struggle with the complexities of it all. 
because the, the simpler approach hadn't worked, right? So I, I used to make a joke that I'm usually the eighth person that you come and see, not the first or second, <laughs> right? <laughs> so all in terms of therapies or interventions, all the low-hanging fruit has already been picked. I'm, you know, as, as soon as you come to me, I expect to be reaching on my tippy toes and 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 reaching for things because it, it, the complicated stuff is all that's left, really, you know. And, and uh, if people where the the implications of what we're just talking about here that I I'm the purpose of this podcast is to get people to be aware and to think, you know, yes. and uh, at the end of it be determined to keep on looking if you haven't found the solution for whatever your problem is right in your relationship in your body in your fitness in your right. business yeah uh, any area of your life uh that what happens is the first things you do when things go wrong is you look to the formulas you know and the people right. you know it's amazing to me uh Kalpesh. <laughs> They even brag about if you want to be an expert in whatever subject, you get a blog, you know, you get a website and a blog and you give away free information and they'll even tell you, you don't even have to know anything about it. You can just hire, <laughs> you can just hire writers and you say, you know, on, you know, endurance running or, you know, training for uh, uh, Ironman, uh, sure, how, sure. you know. You know, they'll go in there and all they'll do is they'll type that into uh, Google, pull oh. up a bunch of other articles and they'll regurgitate that stuff out. And they have no clue. Guy might may be, he might weigh 500 pounds, you know, but he's sure. writing through this thing. You don't know. All you see is their byline, you know, and sure, a lot sure, of times sure. they'll take that byline and they'll put it underneath the guy who has the website. So he'll appear to be the expert, but like how you will lose weight, how you deal with this relationship problems, how you, you know, you're in your business and this, that, and the other. And that's really goes to the root of why I did this podcast mm. is so people could actually hear from people who are dealing with these complex issues and have gone down and uh, dug down deep and found solutions and they sound the funny thing is they these solutions sound like easy answers if you don't know the sure. implications in the application you know sure sure and and hindsight is 2020 20, right so yeah. it's like w once you find the right solution and it fits well with the problem then there's a simplicity to that that can um, fool you into thinking, well, finding that was going to be just as simple as how it is to apply it. And, you know, the, the hunting of it, I would say that one of the biggest factors for me, and if, in, in when I teach people, I, I, you know, I teach general sort of beginner level courses, but I also have mentees who are people that are already in practice, have some very successful practices, but they're, they're mentees because they're interested in how I go about doing my analysis and they wanna learn the analytical method from me. And so these are very capable people. And, and so I have to come up with advice for them that's very rich and dynamic advice. I can't give them, again, I can't rely on a formula for advising people that are already quite capable, right? Yeah. I, I have to give them something really juicy. 
And, right. and one of the things that I, I say to them is collect models. Don't fall back on one model. Don't fall back on two models. If a model works, recognize that that model is making a certain piece of reality easy to see. Right? The model yeah, yeah. makes something easier to zoom in on. But by definition, that means that it's cutting out other parts of the big picture. Right. So unless you have a collection of models, you're not going to have something comprehensive to look at. Right. And our uh, mind is so limited, it can only focus on so much at a time. So models are really helpful because it kind of like pairs things down for us. But I, I think that there's sort of a, uh, an instinct in people that if they find a model that works, they, they feel beholden to that in some way emotionally. And then they'll just sort of like try to apply that model to everything. Like they owe something to the model, like some right. sort of like oh, a loyalty to the model in some way or something. Well, let's talk about, you know, to kind of, this is, this is going exactly the way I wanted it to go because the, to kind of recapture what, what the direction we're going in is in every, oh, we'll get on this. Every area of life you have, decisions you have to make and you have to you're presented with problems and when you start to unravel that things you find out what seemed to be incredibly complex in the beginning once you finally work your way around to where you have the answer now uh it seems to be incredibly obvious and simple <laughs> right right the point is that as you go in uh models are ways of solving a particular problem like in this situation do this and everybody who becomes highly functional in their specialty has systems you know their systems their plans and just like a mechanic you know like and those those models those tools are just like a master mechanic has a big tool chest full of tools that he'll only use rarely when a certain model comes in with a certain problem and you can't get it with anything but this particular tool right but it's, it's no yeah and there's no use the rest of the time right <laughs> right no use the rest of, but it's the same way uh like if you're an attorney or a doctor there's so much stuff to keep up with. That's why they have all the books. Now they have it online uh, so much, but they used to have big walls of books behind their thing yeah. because inside those books were models, systems, plans, like in this situation, boom, 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 you know? And I've also said like in leadership, like the great generals, the greatest generals are the ones with the most plans, the most, yes. because they know in this situation, you know, early in the year, when the enemy comes in, in the morning, this, that, and the other, here's your up. And it's just like so many things in life, Calpesh. Like if you're on a golf course, every shot can be different, unique. And like if you're, you're in the sand trap on the side of the, 
you know, you're 50 yards out, you're 150 yards out, you're in the, the trap of the bunker, the side of the thing, you know, how you do that, how you line up. And, and I always had to get it down where it was like, okay, what are the one, two, three things I need? Now, if it's a long bunker shot, as I remember, I'll get corrected on this, but it's been a while since I played golf. It's like, you know, spread your legs, take an extra club, swing slow so you don't dive in and get catch the club in the sand and swing you know take a full swing smooth through a one two three thing you know and just to kind of remind reset your head now if you're putting you got a long putt short putt a downhill putt this that the other you know how even how you read the putt it's like one two three first check the grain then check where the sun is check if there's any water because yeah. that will cause, you know, the, the grain yeah. to pull. You can't even tell, but it might, the ball might roll uphill because there's a water feature, you know, over here or a mountain, you know, yeah. it'll go to the mountain, you know? And so you get these things in and all those are, are models. Those are systems. Those are plans, little things for that little situation. But if you try and use the bunker model for every shot out there, right you're, you're going to be scoring in the hundreds, you know, but there are people who will do it. They'll swear up and down. It's the right thing to do because it performed so well for them at the bunker. Right. So they'll take that quality component. They'll take that quality marker being really high as somehow standing for truth because it's a, a high quality marker. And they'll equate that with, uh, um, like a solidity somehow across circumstances well they'll they'll try they'll they'll equate it to results you know i follow the plan you know I right 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 myself. but yeah. uh, no but I, I don't mean just that they, they'll they'll they kind of people go into absolute truths kind of mode right right well the thing is that you have to go by results you know the fifth that what we're talking about here is to go by results but they won't the second one the second result will be awful and they'll just grip the plan harder and <laughs> feel like so, didn't do it right they've got to do it again yeah, so they'll try to find some way to still make the model fit and and so that's the thing that i i'm trying to communicate to people who are um are smart they want to achieve things they have a certain degree of emotional and mental agility yeah and resilience well what you know what to do with all that agility and resilience like what right, what right. do you how do you use that emotional agility uh, resilience uh, resilience is that every time you shift models it's unsettling emotionally right so those who are not emotionally resilient will avoid changing models simply because it's unstable, it's destabilizing, right? It's a, it's a little smack to your ego. Well, the other thing is we get these models from, uh, and this is uh, taking off on your point, we'll get these things in our head. Let's say we learn a lot of this from a person. Right. You know, I follow Tony Robbins. I follow right. John Maxwell. Right. Uh, you know, I got out of his book. I got so much out of it. Napoleon Hill. And then if you get, and that'll be good. That's good for junior high school level. Uh, you know, getting yourself disciplined and mentally organized. You know, they're the basics. That's a phase you go through in those things. But the high level stuff, it, may, it comes to when you're, you go beyond 
simple, yeah. basic fundamentals. Right. And if you're holding fast, it's like, you know, I'm going to go back and listen to those Tony tapes, uh, John Maxwell tapes again, you know, and I'm missing something, you know? Right. It's like, no, you got it all. It's now time to go on, use that. Exactly. And move on. And maybe teach yourself, just observe. One thing you can do when there's in the absence of somebody, if you're in the wilderness and you've had the survival courses, and it's just, you know, you're still lost. Yeah. Well, you might have to figure something out yourself. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. You, know, you yes. might have to like try something that you haven't yes. tried before and yeah. use that 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 uh, coconut on your shoulders. And because actually it's pretty, pretty gifted. You know, there's a lot of a lot it of is, things it is. That, that are resourceful for you if you'll use it, you know. I mean, you know, if somebody asks me for my credentials, Larry, more than any of my training, what I would quote to them is the number of hours I've spent observing. Yeah. Right. I, have, I, I would say, hey, you know, I have close to 40 hours a week for 20 years of clinical observation. You know, I, I, I go I go in the forest. And I keep busy and I keep my eyes peeled and I make notes and I collect information and I go back to things I saw three years ago and go now, you know, there was a thing I saw that never did make sense then. Let me look at it again in light of what I've seen now and see if I can make sense of it now. Or, oh, I saw this before. What did I write down five years ago? Let me go find my notes, dig them out and see what I wrote about that. Oh, look at that. Well, yeah. So it, it's really, it's this and the observation that you're talking about. I feel like those are uh, more um, uh, substantial credentials for me than the training that any formal training that I've done. The training just helped me open the doors, get me in the door, as it were. Right. But the observation is really where I, I, I would say the biggest value for, for learning has been for me. And a takeaway for people listening to that who go to school, you know, they, you'll, you'll see the people who get their degrees and their master's in business and, you know, doctorate or whatever. Mm. But, you know, you need to know there's a lot of people with a doctorate that are driving trucks because they just can't get, you know, there's a lot of people that go to medical school and get the certifications and they just cannot function on their own. And then they're working in the emergency room for by the hour or whatever, you know, and, uh, just a lot of attorneys go out there and work for, you know, just become corporate lawyers because they just can't get the same degree as the big legal stars you hear about where they're, yeah, I just got, uh, well, you know, $400 an hour, $600 an hour, thousand, it's whatever they can get away with. But if you want that guy, that's what you had to pay because they only have so many hours. Yeah. And, but the say he's got the same education as the guy that's looking for work. You know, he's on a salary you know, shuffling uh, papers inside a corporation somewhere, going nowhere. Yes, yes, yes. So if you put, the thing we're saying is don't put too much uh, hope or confidence in the fact that you've got a ticket on the wall. You know? No, no, of course not. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's what you do. It's what it's it's always comes down to what you do, and that's the clinical thing. You got to yeah. be clinical. This is not Calpash is a clinical operator. If you're going to be a leader, you know you're going to probably be uh, 60, 80 hours a week thinking yeah. about. Yes, exactly. You're thinking about it all the time, thinking right? Thinking about yeah. it all. Yeah. If you 
if you're you're going to be elite in anything, yes. whatever your field is, yes. you're going to be yes. you're going to you're going to get there by what you do and what you figure out. Yes. And you got yes. to think about this thing, and you yes. got to develop. Uh, uh, and it's like I, I I'll wrap this one up with uh, this this uh, part with this. It's like uh, they told me about uh, classically trained uh, musicians. And they said, you know, you get the classically trained guy, he's used to working off a score, either a guitarist or a piano player or whatever. And yeah. you put them at the local bar where the local uh, pros yeah. and guys get together and just jam. And right, have fun. Right. he said, they're like, they're walking on stilts, you know, everything. Yeah. And, and, he, and uh, one conclusion is these guys, they can only do it you know they can only play that way but the re right. reality is that the, the they the guy who was a musician had been in this world forever told me he says the reality is they could improvise as well or better than anybody there they just have never spent any time doing it they spent yes. their time re, you know looking yes. you know playing that score learning how to interpret that complex piece of mu music and yes. uh, you know, without error, and so the it's a totally different thing to think on your feet and use that. Not, but he said they can do it. They just haven't done it. And so what? What yes. another takeaway yes. for people is here: get yourself thinking on your feet. You know, start making. You know, trying to figure things out for yes. yourself. Make some decisions, and don't worry yes. if you fall in your face a lot. Because a lot of times, if we were honest when we do fall on our face early in a career and you're tempted to say, I'm just not good enough or whatever. No, you just got to get better. You know? Well, so I, I appreciate you saying that because that's exactly what I was going to come to is that one thing I think that happens is that people don't take the time to calculate their margin of error. And so they sort of fear that there is no margin for error. And then they hem themselves in too tightly. And so I advise people to take your time and actually figure out how much error is acceptable in this circumstance so that you know how much of a playing field you have. And then you can experiment with whatever it is that you're doing within these parameters that you've already figured out. And that gives you some chance to be creative with your solution. And you're right. It's not, it's not open-ended. You, you can't just make any old level of flub but that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't make any error. So I think figuring out what your margin of error is within whatever particular project you're in in the moment, <clears throat> I think is a really critical piece. And I, right. you know, I've said to my students, I've said to my students, I said, look, you know, there are areas in the body that we're going into and exploring to see what potentially could be changed. And you're worried that you, you should go in there and find a solution. And I said, First, ask yourself, is anybody else even looking at this area? If no one else is even looking at this area, then you just going in there and connecting with that area is going to be a massive light bulb for this person. Right. So, you know, maybe give yourself three sessions to yeah. actually figure out what the solution is going to be. Yeah. Okay. And, okay. Right? and that means that all you have to do is go in there and observe a lot. Just observe and take in information. Don't worry about a solution today because no one else even opened this door. And Tom's talking about opening the door. That's what we've yeah. done 
so far on uh, this conversation. And I want to dig more into what you what it means to take the time to calculate your margin of error and how people would interpret that in their own life. And also it gets you to expand on how you go about solving the complex problems because that's applicable to every area of your life. I mean, you use yes. you know, oh, absolutely. absolutely. My approach to winning that I did learn from business, are you wind up learning and using in every area of your life, you know? And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it becomes the way you operate. And so yeah. it's not, it's, these things are so incredibly valuable because they're can be applied in so many areas in your life, you know, yeah. and, you, and they're not age dependent or physical ability. As long as you can think and you can talk and you can act, you can use this, these lessons and these systems and these methods, the yeah. rest of life However, wherever you want to use it, you know. So thanks so much, Cal Pesh. Yeah, my pleasure. Absolutely. If you enjoyed what you've heard and are dead serious about finding out for yourself exactly how this works in the real world, I've taken the most valuable business lessons I've learned over 40 years and put them into something for you to watch. Go to whiteellenwinning.com forward slash webinar now in order to move up as fast as possible. I'm Larry Wydell, and I run the Million Dollar Mastermind. Go, go, go.